What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Open Guard Cast. This is episode 109. Our guest today is Ryan McGuire. He's uh, the first guest that we've had on the podcast three times. So, Ryan, thanks so much for, for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on. I mean, when you reached out, I mean, how could I say no? I mean, you're one of the <laughs> few people I'll say yes to because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate you. So do you want to start talking a little bit about what you've been up to since since our last podcast that we recorded? It was at the end of July. So we talked about you working for Fight to Win and becoming the matchmaker. But what's kind of transpired since then? And how have you enjoyed matchmaking for Fight to Win? Man, um, since then, honestly, I mean, I, I think I went through a lot of uh, I went through some personal some challenges this last year. So, um, you know, I kind of spoke about mental health and different stuff kind of openly. It's something I'm kind of an advocate for because, you know, and my, my background's in social work, so I went to school for. Um, and, you know, I'm a service-connected disabled vet myself. So um, it was something that I, I was, you know, kind of struggling this, this year. My, I lost my grandma. You know, the business, you know, we started doing, you know, exponentially more events than we've ever done. You know, starting in June we, through, I think, June through September. We cranked out like seven events, and then that's uh, during the pandemic time frame, which was extremely stressful. Uh, we were losing money, and then after that, we just jumped straight into 3CG Open, more 3CGs, more this, more that, more this, more that, and there was never really um, a chance to really catch my breath. So I kind of, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was prescribed, uh, misprescribed, actually. My doctor had suggested Clonopin uh, for you know temporary anxiety issues, and uh, the doctor, for some reason, kept pushing Xanax over and over and over, and I was like telling him I'm like he's like oh no it's you know it's short half-life this and that I'm like well I'm not really having like like that I don't know I couldn't argue with the guy so he gave him to me and I took him as prescribed and uh eventually it went from like you know as needed to an everyday thing and then it was just you know a normal dosage like I think one milligram 1.5 milligrams it wasn't anything crazy but it got to the point to where it like sucked the soul out of me like taking it every day like it made me not care about anything it just made everything that was crappy. I was okay with it. You know, like I was okay with, you know, like become, becoming flaky, becoming inconsistent. I was okay with, you know, shirking my responsibilities. So it was, it broke me down, man. I got depressed. You know, my grandma that passed away was like my mom, you know, she, uh, my mom passed away about five years ago from a drug overdose. And that was really, that was rough. And, um, but my Nana has always been there as my, you know, growing up, you know, as a kid. So when, when I lost her, it was, it blindsided our whole family right in the middle of, the Kumite series, you know, which kind of exaggerated things a little bit. So, you know, I've been kind of crawling out of that. So I recently went through like a, like a rapid detox thing to where they basically are able to get the benzodiazepines out of your system a lot quicker rather than like 30 to 60 days or whatever craziness they wanted me to do. And I was like, I just want it out of me now. So that I went and did that. And uh, three days later, you know, the, the feeling was gone. I'm still a little shaky and still a little, you know, it's a weird medication. I've never taken any, Thing like that before and, it, and to have that kind of feeling the like seizures and stuff it was crazy man like it was really bad so I was dealing with that and then I came out of came out of that clear-headed but during all that stuff I'm in the middle of throwing events I'm uh matchmaking with Seth like all this stuff like I'm having to deal with you know we had a hurricane come through like we had like all kinds of crazy stuff that kind of just happened that um I don't know it was extremely overwhelming and, and during that time frame I was I was barely hanging on myself so um if it wasn't for my friends and family and, and good people around me 
uh, I probably wouldn't be here right now talking to you, to be honest with you. It got, it was rough, but, um, you know, through, through getting back to getting healthy, getting clean, clear headed, you know, I'm, I'm better than ever. You know, we're, we're kicking butt. The fight to win. We've got a couple of weeks off until Dallas and, uh, now working with Seth. I mean, he's been, uh, you know, I'm not going to get all gushy and weird about it, but he's been, uh, he's been like a big brother and he's helped me out a lot and he's really lifted me up and been understanding and been there to talk to and really been understanding because he's been through a lot of the exact same issues in the industry and in life that I've gone through, you know, so to have that sort of, uh, yeah. informed ear, you know, because not many people know the business, you know, a lot of people, I think maybe 2% <laughs> like might actually know, no, no behind the business. So it's, it's kind of lonely. We don't really have anybody that we can talk to that really understands the struggles. You know, we might talk about this or that and it might seem childish to somebody else, but to us, we know, you know, what it actually means or the ramifications. So, you know, his, his support and being there and, um, you know, bringing me along with fight to win, I was on the verge of having to maybe start a, you know, get a day job and just get back in the workforce and just kind of do this stuff part-time. And when he heard that, he was like, no way, dude. Like, There's no way. He's like, you're way too talented. He's like, you're way too good. He's like, there's no way I'm letting that happen. And with third coast, we kind of did a restructure so we could get healthy, you know, financially. And, uh, you know, we haven't taken a, we haven't taken a dollar out of that in a long time. So we're, you know, I had to just Seth saved my life in a way, you know, he gave me a, gave me a new purpose, made you just made jujitsu fun again. And, uh, you know, in a way we saved our business because him and I collaborating on some different formats and different ways to do it, you know, it's, uh, it's completely going to change the way 3CG is. So, I mean, how it's been, <laughs> it's been rough, but it's also been great. It's also been, uh, it's been a, it's been a battle, but, um, I'm an open book, man. I'm not perfect. You know, I go through stuff just like everybody else. It's just, I'm honest about it. And, you know, my screw up, maybe my inconsistencies or, you know, some of my, Temper. I don't know. It, it just wasn't me. The real person who I know I am, you know, wasn't, I don't think he was very much uh, on this earth the last year or so. So I was happy to be clean and sober and, and here to be able to throw events and, and be a testament that, you know, don't give up, just keep pushing forward. Yeah, that's awesome. First of all, I also want to just say, I'm really sorry for the loss of your grandmother. I know when I lost my grandma, it was really, really tough. And even though she was she was old, it was still a really difficult thing because she was like the matriarch of our family. So I definitely get that. So sorry for your That's loss. That's how mine was as well. Yeah. And yeah, just on the comments you made about Seth and Fight to Win, I've had, as you know, like a couple opportunities to commentate some of their events. And I definitely don't know of everything that goes on behind the scenes. But just seeing Seth interact with people and seeing how hard he works like before and after the event, it's pretty crazy. Like he's... He's definitely a legend for doing all that and for putting his neck out there, trying to get the athletes paid, especially during a hard time like like during the pandemic. So I'm glad that you guys connected and that he's he's been helping you because he's been helping a lot of people, myself included. <laughs> we, I mean, we I mean, mm-hmm. I mean we, we help each other to be honest with you. I mean, there was uh you know, there's been times where, you know, learning the match I mean, I went from matchmaking, you know, maybe thirty matches every three months or something to you know, an expectation of 200 mm-hmm. a month, you know, that's 400 athletes. So, you know, getting ramped up to that, Seth's way of doing things, he's kind of a, you know, he has his system, which is great. It works. It's honestly, if, uh, if anybody wants to learn how to make money in jujitsu, just go talk to Seth. I actually don't talk to Seth, leave the money for us. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, nah, but, uh, no, nah, I'm just saying like the man's a legend. He's brilliant. And, uh, I think he gets, uh, he gets a bad rap sometimes from people that, you know, may just see the surface side when he's angry or upset, but 
that guy's got the biggest heart in the world. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So, uh, he's been a great help. I mean, we had our battles, we've had our, you know, our disagreements and early on, but since the pandemic, we kind of bonded and just kind of, you know, we were able to kind of lean on each other a little bit. And I don't know, like I said, he's a great guy and the sport is, uh, is, uh, is a lot better because he's in it because without him, I don't think a lot of these athletes would have the profile they have. They wouldn't have had the opportunities they've had. The markets that he's built throughout the country wouldn't be they, what they are if it wasn't for him, is it him and his efforts. Um, the guy doesn't care about money. He's he's genuinely out there just making money to pay his staff and to fund the shows and to fund the party. He likes food and hot women. I mean, that's, that's basically it. Like if Seth can have good food and, and a hot woman, like he's happy, dude. He doesn't want anything else. He's a simple man. So <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's just, we are a lot alike, man. And we knew that. That's why we kind of clashed. And it's, uh, it's, it's been cool working with him. I mean, yeah, we're both a little crazy and tempers flare here and there, but he's a, uh, like I said, great guy. And, uh, hopefully people will get to see more of that side of him as, uh, as things go on. Cause, uh, yeah, his heart absolutely. really isn't it. He's not doing this for, for money or cloud. He's doing it cause for the love of the game. So people need to realize that without people like him, the sport dies. So Absolutely. That's, that's kind of what I got to say about it. So which events have you match, done the matchmaking for, for Fight to Win? I started in L.A., so basically everything since L.A. I've been involved in with Seth. So it's like L.A., San Diego, I think Seattle was one Sacramento, of them. Sacramento. 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 Sacramento, Sacramento Phoenix twice. Uh, Reno. Reno. Yeah, I mean, we've done a bunch. That's awesome. So do you feel like you're kind of getting into a groove with it? And now, yeah, under, now I am. Understanding all that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, now I, well, now I am, but in the beginning it was tough because like I said, I was going through a lot of stuff myself. So like I was completely honest with him and upfront, you know, so I was like, Hey man, this is where I'm at coming on board. Like I've got to really, you know, I've been working this and doing this and that and uh fully supportive. I mean, he knows, I mean, he knows like if you're in the industry and you work in this industry and you're around people, you know, who's who and who's, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, what's what, you know, like I can, People can say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, me and him are the best matchmakers in the game. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we do a lot with a little. We have unlimited budgets, or you have this or that, or you this or that. We're that's it's easy to put on. You know, you give me a million dollars, I can, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but to be able to do what we do consistently and production-wise and show-wise is, it's not matched by anybody else. Definitely. So I do want to talk about Third Coast Grappling 8 um, because I feel like this is one that's really going to change everything for you guys. I just love the idea of doing the Elite 8 versus the top 8 local talent from whatever city you're in. For this for this one, it's going to be Phoenix, which is awesome since yeah. I know so, so many. there's so many good grapplers in Phoenix just being from the area. Yeah. So can you talk about how that idea came up? Because I think it's, it's really a brilliant idea and uh, what your plans are for that format going forward into 2022. Well, if anybody's listening to this, just go ahead and get a pen and a piece of paper out right now. So if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to copy what we're going to do, just make sure you copy it correctly. I'm just going to preface it. <laughs> pen and paper, please write this down, okay? All right. Now we get that out of the way. No, basically, um, Seth and I were talking about, you know, because I wanted to get 3CG out on the road a year ago, but the pandemic happened. I mean, we had plans for LA, uh, Jersey. I mean, we we're going to go all over the place before the pandemic happened overseas. Like we literally had a UK show plan, like it was booked, Wow. you know, and, um, you know, that's where, where we were supposed to be at, you know, back then, you know, so 
but we're in a much better place as a business is healthier. It's, um, you know, what we're going to, but I mean, what we're going to do now and through next year is going to be, it's going to change. I think it's going to change the game. It's going to be a lot of fun, but the format was basically, we were talking and I was like, man, I want to do, you know, an eight man double elimination because that's always been something I've wanted to, to do like an, a straight up eight man, like 20 grand double elimination, loser's bracket, loser, you know, come up, you got to beat the winner twice, you know, best two out of three kind of thing. Like that was something I've really had on my heart. But when me and Seth started talking about how to really get the locals involved and how to get them excited, if we're going to continue to replicate this throughout the country, we were like, well, what if, what if we do an elite eight, like we take eight of eight of the best of who's, who's available. Cause thank God with, with you know, with fight, I can work with whoever I want. I don't have to go by rankings or whatever, you know, I can pick whoever I want. And that's the beauty of some of the brackets you see that you see, that you see me create is that some of this is off the wall stuff. And I love it because that's how I am. I, I want to have such a mixed bag of things that there's something for everybody. So, you know, with the, mm-hmm. with the eight, that elite eight, as we call them, they're going to be known, known athletes or, you know, you know, that sort of thing. And then the hometown heroes or the other eight, as we're going to call them local heroes or whatever, they're going to be eight, of the top or whoever grapplers in whatever city we're in. So that's going to give eight of the guys that are out there grinding in the city. Maybe they haven't gotten a chance. They haven't got a shot on this or that. It's going to give eight of them a shot in the first round against eight of the best grapplers in the world. And that opportunity there for the upsets, the unknowns, who knows what's going to happen, right? Like who knows? Nobody knows these guys. I mean, these guys could be, you know, the next big thing. That's, that's the beauty of it. So that you take those eight hometown heroes, not only are they going to be excited for the opportunity, they're going to be excited for the, the opponent they're going to face. They're going to get their post their, their face on a poster with one of the top guys in the world. They're going to get, you know, plenty of PR. They're going to get to be seen on pay-per-view. They're going to have articles written about it. They're going to have so much value given to the local scene and to those local eight athletes that if by chance they do pull off the upset, they're immediate stars. Immediate. Absolutely. So this is something that we're going to kind of take across the country, not just for, you know, the hometown heroes, you know, just to be slaughtered. We want to find the next big thing. We want to see what's out there. We're going to see what city, who's the best out there, who can come in, who can draw a crowd, who can put on a show. And it's not even necessarily about winning. You go out there and you push one of these guys to the limits and you have a great match. That's just as much of a much, you know, as much of a win as, you know, winning in some ways. So I mean, that dynamic right there alone is not only going to drive those eight athletes we choose to promote the hell out of the match, get excited, get people, their, you know, their teams excited and the cities we're in. It's also going to just really, you know, give an opportunity for the unknowns to become the known. Because right now, that's the issue that's going on, is that there's this whole big swath of athletes that are out there. Some great guys, some gym, some gym killers, you know, people that aren't you know, necessarily given the opportunities, they can't afford IBJJF or they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like there's people out there we're missing and it's the same people are being recycled all throughout. It seems like, and nobody's putting the effort in to go out and find the next big thing. So this is sort of our thing. We're going to be hitting your city once a month. There's going to be th- three fight to win events and one three, three CG event wherever we're at in the country. And we want to bring the best eight that we can. And we want to see the best eight that they got. And, uh, and doing that, you know, we're going to have a $10,000 prize. You get paid out for every win. You get you get paid every win you get from the quarterfinals on. And it culminates with if you win the whole prize, you you walk with 10 grand and a new belt. So, 
uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, I mean, that's that's basically the format we came up with. Me and Seth put a lot of work into it, and uh, it's it's going to be a success. It's going to be a big winner, and we're excited to uh, we're excited to see what the the rest of the United States has got in terms of talent to see what they can compete with the best. And if they can, you know, they just got to put the work in, and then uh, they can write their own ticket. We just want to give them the opportunity. Yeah, that's such a cool format. I love it so much because you have the possibility of upsets. You have the possibility of maybe some of those local aid eventually become some of the elite eight and get to exactly. travel. Exactly. So there's so many possibilities for, for that. So do you want to talk about who's in the, the elite eight for the Phoenix event? So right now I'm holding one out just, just because, but um, I haven't announced it yet. But uh, You're not going to announce uh, it today? Uh, right? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Uh, it's, it's still finalizing. I don't want to speak too soon, but uh, okay. you know, I reached out. First up is uh, Gilbert Burns, Zarino. You know, he just fought for the title. That's awesome. He's uh, com- he's competed for us before. Is a great friend of the show, a great friend of the event. Love the guy. Always comes out. Great to deal with. So he- he's in. He's uh, he's ready to go. Uh, we got Bruno Matias. He's our uh, 3CG Open uh, absolute champion. He's also our was the leader of our team championship team, and he also is the reigning American national. That guy's a beast. As well. So uh, he's an up-and-comer. He trains with uh, Pedro Mourinho and, and all those guys at my kind of my my second gym. I call it my uh, my uh, kind of my sister gym mm-hmm. I train at, Gracie Baja West Chase. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's he's one to watch. He's uh, he's super talented, and I think he's uh, finally hitting his stride. So definitely uh, keep your eye on him. Um, Pat Downey, I don't even got to introduce this guy. <laughs> A lot of people Legend. are like, why is he even in it? Why is he even in it? I was like, so he can suplex somebody. Like, why else is he in it? Like, so he can do something crazy. I mean, of course. No, nah, but honestly, Pat, he's a good dude, kind of misunderstood. And, uh, you know, I like him a lot. So uh, he was out for us last time. Great energy. Went out there against Pedro Mourinho like a, like a champ. <laughs> and uh, nearly got his knee broken in half. But, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, but, you know people like him i want to keep him coming back man he's uh mm-hmm. he's got a lot of talent and grappling and you know he's a good kid i think he just needs the right people around him so look forward to having him out again uh Hinato canuto i don't i mean this guy another one that is one of my favorite grapplers on the planet i mean he's uh he came out for us during the kumite and uh you know he always comes out with his students when they compete for us and we have a really good relationship with him and raquel and you know he's uh one of the most exciting nogi grapplers in the game which is you know it's, it's kind of sad you don't see you know, he's not, you know, basically being paraded all over the other guys, but Hanato Canuto is, is a man. So I'm excited. He's, uh, he's back and ready to throw down. And, um, he always puts on a show win or loss. So, yep. um, up next Jefferson Garcia. he's a first timer, man. He's uh he's an up and comer, a big, uh, a big, uh, up and comer from unity. Um, you know, over there with those guys, I mean, you can't, I mean, it's just a talent factory. It's, uh, I spoke with this professor, I spoke with Marillo today about it. And, uh, you know, he was super grateful, you know, for letting Jefferson in and really enjoyed the show. I'm a big fan of uh, Marillo and what they do up there. So it's uh, it's cool to have Jefferson out and, you know, see what he's going to do. He's super talented. So one Nogi Pans uh, twice. Yeah. I expect uh, he's uh, a, he's my dark horse. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. He's incredible. And then Mr. Taza, of course, you know, he's a, he's back, you know, I love Oliver. He's a, good guy you know he's uh he's been uh booked for us a couple of times but he, he had uh he had other stuff come up but you know i never blame the athlete for that stuff i always try to you know keep things in perspective and just and just focus on uh what's best for them and what's best for us so 
Glad to have him back. He's always uh, always exciting, always technical, great promoter, good to work with, puts on a show. I mean, just won yeah. the ADCC trials in Europe. As yeah, well. I mean, he, yeah, Taz is That's the man. Cool. So, yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's a great guy. So, uh, and then Andy Varela, I mean, he's uh, he's kind of under the radar. He uh, he kind of made his name on Sug a little bit. And mm -hmm. my matchmaker, uh, my buddy Christian, he kind of put me on to Andy. I've heard about him and I watched him, but I really like his style. And, um, you know, I just thought he would be a perfect fit for this kind of elite eight clashing with those other guys because he's going to, I mean, he's hungry. A lot of these guys, what do they have in common? They're hungry. Gilbert, always hungry. Bruno, always. hungry. Bruno, always <laughs> hungry. Pat stays hungry. Hanato, Jefferson, Oliver, Andy, they're all hungry. They're not going to come out there and drag their ass for, for five minutes. They're going to come out there to rip somebody's head off. So the eight in Arizona, they better get ready because they're coming. We're bringing the heat. Let's see what you got. Yeah, that is an all. That is such a cool lineup. I feel like you have a ton of variety in terms of like styles. You have wrestlers. You have leg lock guys. You have positional players. It's, that's such a good it's eclectic kinda, group of of the elite eight. And that's an example of what we can do when you know we're not shackled. You know, like it's it's these guys like these like a lot of these guys you wouldn't get to see in these sort of things with other organizations or this and that. So you know, I love being able to mix and match and do whatever I want. And now that I can do that, I mean, you're starting to see kind of the sign of the, some of the results. And then me and Seth kind of combined, it's like, God, it's not even fair anymore. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, it's going to be crazy. So I know you posted something recently about still recruiting some of the, the local talent. Do you have any names there? Or are you still working on that? Yeah, I have, a, uh, I have some names there. Let me pull it up because I was working on it last night. Yeah, we got a lot of lot of guys around that weight class in in the state that I think could give give these guys some great matches. Uh, there it is. All right, so I'm looking at like Diago Ferreira, uh, Eric Anderson, Gabriel De Los Santos, Gabriel Medrano, Ismat Abdul Hamid, uh, Jake Watson. Shout out. <laughs> uh, Joey Medina, Tiago Asso, Matthew Gillette, Patrick Oskverek, Tim Welch, Joe Murphy, and Victor Emanuel. Those are some of the guys I'm kind of looking at. Of course, Aaron Wilson and Benson Henderson as well. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, those are some of the best. But yeah, I would love to see all right, those we'll, guys. We'll talk all, yeah, I was we'll just going to say, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, we'll after the that. episode, we'll chat. I'll give you some more names. <laughs> Yeah, we'll pop offline. I'll, you know what? You'll, you can book the eight. <laughs> I can use the local eight. Actually, I mean, if you're if you'd let me, I could I could definitely do. It. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that type of responsibility from, nah, from the man. event. No, 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 it's all it's all good. But no, man, it's uh, it's it's shaping up really well. Uh huh. I mean, tickets are already selling really well. We haven't really even we you know, even pushed it, and we're excited. You know, I mean, like I said, uh, Seth is like a mad scientist. He's like a genius with this stuff. I mean, he's a uh, like one of my favorite movies is Moneyball. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome Wait, book too. Yeah, so one of his favorite is like Moneyball, like one of his book favorite books and movies. So like the way he kind of approaches the game is from an analytical and a way different way than <laughs> anybody I've seen do it, and uh, it's brilliant. You know, I, I'm not going to give away anything, but the system he has in place and the system that I'm installing with what we're doing, it's just like I said. He gave me life, but he also gave our business life again. And he gave us the ability to travel, and he gave us the ability to get out on the road and to take the show 
because until you see a three CG show in person, you don't really get the full <laughs> the full experience. Like on TV is one thing, but and we want it's like a it's like a rock band. Like you can hear the album, but until you see them in person, it's a completely different experience. And if the band is great live and they're great on an album, they're a great band. So definitely, <laughs> our, our our live show is better than our than our album. Just put it that way. But our album's still pretty damn good. So, Your last album was so sick. I mean, that Grand Prix was amazing. So if it's going to top that, then oh, I'm, dude. I'm definitely looking forward to doing uh, it. I've got some, I'm going to do some tag team matches. I'm going to do some – got some crazy stuff playing for Arizona. I'm not – it's going to be It's going to be uh, a Ryan McGuire. It's going to have my hands all over it. It's going to be, it's gonna be awesome. fun. It's going to be crazy. And uh, Arizona's going to love it, I think. Yeah, the venue's really cool too, where yeah. the last fight to win was. Yeah, that's what we – and we had a couple of other ones that we were looking at. I had some cool options, but – uh, they were all like vaccination cards and this and that. We're like, we just sold out Phoenix where that venue is twice. Like, let's go sell it out a third time. We got a great deal. Let's go. Awesome. So uh, this event is 185 Nogi. So you have the Elite Eight. You have the local eight. 100, 100, it's 180 pounds and below. Oh, it's 180. Okay. My mistake. Yeah. 180 pounds Nogi. So when you bring this on the road in 2022 and hit different cities, are you, uh, you're, I'm assuming you're going to do different weight classes. Yeah. Are you going to keep it no gi or are you going to do some gi no. events? Too? I'm going to do gi as well. I'm going to do it all. I want to do it all. I want to do, I'm probably going to do a gi event next. I mean, oh, our, that's awesome. Our, oh, no. I, eh, we'll see. Everybody's all no gi def right now. You know, everybody's all about trials or all about ADCC. I'm all mm -hmm. about ADCC. I love it. Like, that's one of my favorite yeah. events. I, I've watched it even before I was a jujitsu practitioner. I think the first one I watched was uh, ADCC Finland. I watched a lot. Oh, that, yeah, that one was awesome. <laughs> With the crazy metal in the background, like the Austrian death metal playing and everybody's rolling around. <laughs> that was my first one. But, man, I've been an ADCC fan. That's I just love it. I love the mixture. I loved how they used to bring all the UFC guys in and all the different stuff they would do. Really cool. I think Mo's really going to take it. to. It, he already has, but it's going to be next level, I think, this, this next one. So do you have a plan for like what weight class? Like, are you going to do belts for all the weight classes for the tournament winners? Are you going to do? We're just going to call it, we're just going to call it, you know, uh, like three CG eight is going to be titled the underdogs. And mm -hmm. I think uh three CG nine, we'll go with the theme. We'll go with the theme of, uh, I like the theme. I like the underdogs theme, you know? So when you, yeah, win, me the, too. When you win the belt, you know, you're just a three CG eight tournament champion. You know, okay. Our, yeah, I like I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, doing weight classes and keeping track of all that stuff and champion of this division and that and blah blah blah. I'm good right now. Like I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm my Seth has all that. So Seth can like kind of our plan, like my idea and Seth, me and him and I have talked about is he's gonna lock down. You know the super. I don't even want to say super fight. I hate that. <laughs> he's gonna lock down the super match format. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> The professional grappling match format. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's a, he has that locked down, and I'm going to sell a tournament game like I have been, and my team's been. So we're going to keep with the concept, the format, and uh, you'll win a belt. You'll win 10 grand. You'll get a lot of really cool media stuff, PR-wise, with fight. They blow it up. We hit mainstream media, not just jujitsu media. So, um, yeah, I mean, we got another year left to fight, and uh, I think Seth's got about some time left with uh, – with, um, with flow on his contract, but he's not, I don't, he, he's not coming to fight or, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he's, he's playing the field. I know he's got interest from a lot of people. So I have a feeling that, uh, 
wherever he ends up going, you know, they're going to be extremely lucky to bring that wealth of knowledge and, and format that he's going to bring in because he literally knows he created the industry. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like a major like studio head leaving somewhere and going to like a rival one. Like they know it's just wherever he ends up, if he leaves flow is, uh, is going to be, uh, it's going to be very good for them, but they're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So do you have any plans, like, have you laid out plans for which cities you're going to try and hit in 2022, or is that still kind of up in the air? Uh, right now, we got Houston on December 18th. Is After Arizona, we're going to come home for uh, December and uh, do 3CG9 in Houston. And then uh, I believe January, we're, like, in Minnesota. I mean, we got, I don't know, Seth has the schedule started. I mean, the thing is, is with the COVID stuff and everything that's going on, we were just trying to, you know, be kind of, you know, we're just being a little more tactical with, with all that. So he has all the, he, he has the tentative stuff. So that's something I, I'd ask him. He, he only tells me usually three or four events out. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, but the plan, I know he wants, I mean, we're not going to hit the West coast. So I have a feeling uh, we're hitting the Midwest, East coast, maybe the South. I know he wants to hit Dallas. Uh, I think October 29th, we're going to Dallas actually. So he'll probably want to hit Dallas again, probably, summertime so i'd say first of the year I, we might do midwest stuff we might i don't know he's talk. we'll see we yeah i feel like air. fight to win hasn't hasn't been to the midwest uh since the pandemic so i'm sure they're itching for some professional shows yeah so we're kind of uh you know we're just we're it's kind of up in the air right now but i know uh the way we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna route 3cg in as well so i mean seth isn't an owner he isn't anything he's just uh you know, I had a great production team in Houston that was based here in Houston up until this last event, the kids event. And, uh, you know, with our plans to go on the road and all that, we had to make some tough moves. And, you know, I partnered with Seth and, you know, our team. I mean, it's 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 the best deal for us. You know, it's a legit partnership. So, but he, he doesn't own part of 3CG. He's not doing any of that. It's just more or less. Uh, I mean, there, there's stuff in the future being discussed. I'll just say that. But. <laughs> Well, uh, well, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll save it for the next podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, me and him were supposed to fly out on Wednesday morning to uh, to Vegas (laughs) to meet with Mike Cipriani uh, for uh, for a little bit, and then we got to fly back Thursday morning. So we've got some. There's some stuff, some big stuff happening. So we'll see. I can't (laughs) wait. Can't wait to hear about it. (laughs) I've been quiet and I've been miserable long enough this last year. (laughs) <laughs> I've learned a lot of lessons. I, I'm, I'm ready to be happy and I'm ready to, to, you know, put my best, my best foot forward. And that's what we're all doing. So Seth's on board. Seth's his best version right now. We're all ready to kick some ass. So speaking of, of changes as well, you, you also posted online that you're going to look to rebrand third coast. Obviously you're going to be traveling. So the name third coast was kind of tied to Houston and, and Texas. So can you talk a little bit about it. that? Like what your, what your plans are for the rebrand, if you have a name yet, or just what your thoughts are in general on that? Well, what we're going to do is essentially Coast to Coast Grappling is going to be the umbrella company we're going to have for like the overseer. So if you think of like the WWE, they have like Raw, they have SmackDown, you know, all their little whatever. So we're going to look at Coast to Coast Grappling as kind of being the kind of the overhead, the company. And then we're going to have West Coast Grappling, East Coast Grappling, and Third Coast Grappling. So I'm branding right now with my with my designer right now. We're finishing up West Coast in our East Coast branding, we're going to have a, three different brands under Coast to Coast Grappling. So when we're hitting the East Coast, we're East Coast Grappling. And we're going to have territories, 
then we're going to have people we work with there, et cetera. Then when we're on the West Coast, West Coast, Third Coast, there, center, Central United States. So yeah. we'll build these territories up as we travel throughout the year, and then we'll start you know, putting points out for wins. We have a little system we're, we're talking about. But at the end of the year, we want to eventually do some like inter-territory stuff. We want to have like an overall championship territorial, you know, overall coast-to-coast champions, you know, coast-to-coast champion. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff we have planned for it, but it's basically going to be uh, based around territories. It's going to be based around building up the talent in those territories that will eventually compete on the big coast-to-coast grappling, you know, event that we'll do two or three times a year. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot coming up. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean that was pretty much all the uh, all the questions I had. You pretty much gave a really comprehensive overview of everything that's going on with Third Coast and every all your involvement in Fight to Win and stuff like that. Is there anything else you wanted to to touch on before we wrapped it up? Man, honestly, I guess when it comes down to you know lately in in the, I'd feel bad if I didn't mention this if I didn't say anything, you know, publicly. But you know all this stuff that's been going around with Fight Sports and with. Uh, the Marcel thing and everything that's going on with that is, uh, it's disheartening. It's really sad. And it's, uh, the reactions and, uh, the things I've heard said, I've seen said, and, uh, the deflections, it's, uh, it's really disheartening. And it's really, uh, it really jaded me. It really made me, it really made me kind of sick in my stomach to know that, the sport that was supposed to be built on morals and 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 you know, self defense and taking care of yourself, learning how to take care of your family, this and that, women, children, you know, that a child could be in that environment from ten years old through sixteen years old and be groomed and manipulated and then eventually, you know, sexually abused and then eventually extort the, the victim's family extorted money. For the, per- the the person that <laughs> committed the crime against the kid, they tried to get money for him, and then the guy got brought up on charges, got spotted, and was allowed to escape the country back to Brazil, where nobody knows where he's at. But beforehand, he was uh, the godson to this guy, or you know, he was this and that. He was everybody's best buddy he was so close to these guys that they knew his past and knew the ramifications that they still let him around and kept him off camera intentionally but thanks to a, a few good people it was sniffed out and this isn't just a fight sports thing and it may not even be a fight sports thing it may be a uh, the people at the top thing i don't know but in our sport i've seen and i've read and i've had things sent to me that have made my stomach just as sick. So this is a, uh, this is bigger than what's going on right now. Right now, what's important is getting justice for the victim down there, and not allowing somebody to flee from uh, and make excuses like CTE and all these things for their uh, for their actions instead of owning up and saying, "Hey, I screwed up." Hey, it's a cultural thing in Brazil. Legal age is that this or that. Like, come up with something plausible. Take some responsibility. Stand up for your charges. Face the victim. Don't run away and don't make the people feel like they did something wrong. Um, I'm very passionate about this. My, I have somebody very close to me that went through something horrific as well, similarly. And then to see this go on in our sport and just 
I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that won't speak up because there's a lot of people that have experienced or maybe been involved or, or covered up or I don't know. Nobody agrees with pedophiles. Nobody agrees with, nobody's out there saying, oh, yay, pedophiles, great job. We, I think, can collectively say it's bad. We don't like it. But what I don't like is when somebody's covered up for, buried out of the country, and now all of a sudden nobody can get a hold of him. Nobody knows where he's at to the point that bounty hunters are after him. This guy lived with people. This guy ate dinner with these people. This guy partied with these people. You're telling me you don't know where he's at? You're telling me you can't do the right thing? Because I'm telling you right now, Cyborg, those guys, they go out there, they get Marcel back in the USA, make him face some music. A lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff would probably resolve itself. But uh, the head in the sand approach, the the super polished PR approach, that shit might cut it in uh, in Hollywood. But this isn't Hollywood. This is jujitsu, and this is a sport and an art that's supposed to save people's lives, not destroy them. So I'm gonna I'm getting a little emotional, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna no it's I'm not fine. gonna get, I, I'm not gonna I'm push too. forward anymore. But I think the people involved. If you help this guy, if you did anything to aid him to get out of this country, you all deserve to be in jail. You all deserve to have everything, any accomplishment you ever acquired, it needs to be stripped. And you should not be able to be around this sport ever again. Because if you're willing to cover up for somebody that committed those kind of crimes, what else are you willing to do? Yeah, it's it's extremely disturbing and it makes me angry, it makes me sad, it makes me everything all the all the bad emotions i'm sorry I, I'm, I'm i'm no I'm you're sorry, fine. But i haven't you're really good. gotten to speak really like I, I was i got a little emotional there but it was it's disgusting and it's grown men that can't take responsibility for this you're ahead of an association it happens under you 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 man up and say you know what it's on me i did not create an environment that was safe for my students, but this is what I'm going to do. You should have stripped Marcel of his black belt initially. He shouldn't ever been around anybody ever again. All this stuff is bullshit after the fact. Bring his ass back, make him face some music, and maybe people can start healing from it. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's. I'm. I'm glad you you finally got to to get it out because it, it is. It's extremely, extremely saddening and extremely infuriating. And yeah, I just really hope that the victims somehow come get, get the justice that they deserve and I don't know, are able to heal from it. But that's something that's traumatic and it's not like it just goes away. It's something you deal with for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's really, uh, like I said, disheartening. And there's some really good people with some really good resources that are really motivated. We're gonna get we're gonna get justice for the families. Anything else you wanted to touch on uh, with with the event with Third Coast Phoenix, like ticket information, how people can get tickets, or where they can follow um, for updates on the brackets and stuff like that. Um, you can follow us on uh, at Third Coast Grappling on Instagram, website thirdcoastgrappling.com, Facebook Third Coast Grappling. You can get your tickets at Nitro Ticks. That's N I T R O T I X dot com slash 3CG. There's no fees, no taxes, no nothing. 
We got away from that, tired of greedy venues taking our money and gouging our customers. So no fees, no nothing. You pay face value for the ticket and that's it. So we hope to see everybody out in Arizona. We've got one hell of a show we're planning for you guys. And so we started something great. So we look forward to seeing you all. Yeah. So thanks again, Ryan, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you sharing all the information about Third Coast 8 and the plans for the future. I think it's going to be amazing. I love the idea of the Elite 8 and the underdogs. Phoenix is going to be a great way to kick it off. So everyone definitely go follow Ryan on Instagram. It's Ryan3CGF2W on Instagram. And then also follow Third Coast Grappling and follow Fight to Win F2W BJJ on Instagram too. And you'll get all the updates on the cities that they're going to be in in 2022 future Fight to Win events, future Third Coast events. And, yeah, Ryan, just thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Hey, no problem, man. And I hope, you know, that that part on Fight Sports gets played because I really want that to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, every, everything will, will be played for sure. Was, I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, that was straight from the heart, so I want it to be heard. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any feedback uh, on this episode or any of our other episodes, please send me a message. Let us know how you like it. Leave us a review on iTunes and just follow our page on Instagram, and we will see you guys soon. This is episode 109.